You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 716, End of an Era, part two, Infinite Possibilities. Hi everybody, I'm Darren Noel, and tonight I am can't get an episode number right, kid, because that seems very appropriate <laughs> right now. Paul is uh, in a mission on deep floor in Canada somewhere. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get back to him uh, later. He promises us. So over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey everybody, this is Travis Elsor, and uh, this weekend I was, I guess, Star Trek lad. Um, hmm. After however long it's been available, I finally tried out a subscription to Paramount Plus. Ooh, There's a lot okay. of Star Trek on there. Would you yeah. say you boldly went? Where apparently many people have gone before, yes. Not as many. But, uh, oh. but uh, I watched the whole first season of Picard, and I liked oh. it. And okay. so I've started season two. That's okay. the first one I'm doing. Season two is very different than season one. Mm. It's like salt I, is I very would, different from pepper. If it was exactly the same, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, that's me. Over to you, Michael. Hi, everybody. Uh, Michael Grabois here. And today I am no more free pizza, lad. Oh, uh, what happened to the free pizza? You may recall uh, an episode several weeks ago where I went to go pick up my pizza and somebody else who was named Michael... Uh, stole my pizza. Oh, and so in compensation for making me sit there and wonder why, <laughs> and then wondering why, why, why you no longer has pizza. Yes, why, yes, they gave me uh, uh, coupons for three free pizzas Ooh. Uh, with about six weeks to go before they expired. Okay, and I was able to use two of them just because you know you can't. You can eat too much pizza. Disagree. Uh, uh, <laughs> so they, uh, my pizza coupons expired on June thirtieth, and I got I got two thirds of my free pizza. So you I'm got still two thirds of your pizza. That's that's good at least. You got you know, that's still an upshot versus two hundred and thirty percent more pizza. Yeah, no one came and took pizza away from you, so that's good. Well, except the first time. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> but that's why I got the free pizza in the first place. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, uh, tonight is leftover pizza, and uh, it is still good even when it's reheated. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So that is the excitement for me. Uh, mm, over pizza. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and I suppose this weekend I am a cookout leftovers lad because mm. I got a, got out of work to go visit my family at their uh, summer camp with my niece, nephew, and sister and her husband, and uh, we had a little cookout with hamburgers and hot dogs and bratwurst, and I'm the one who gets pegged for getting all of the uh, leftover meats, so I've got meats. Uh, <laughs> the next it's few not, days it's not sleepaway camp is it i just want to make sure we're not confusing no know. day it's only day camp okay no crystal lake <laughs> they, no, 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 no no nobody make nobody makes slasher movies about day camps 
Yeah, it's true. It's too bright. Or every, everyone goes home before it gets dark. Jason can't. Yeah, that's it. that's safe. That's that's the safest way to do it, isn't it? Uh, <sighs> now no, it's been a really uneventful week. I'll be completely honest. I've done a lot of reading. Hey. Although I guess I could there is about nothing it. wrong with that, Jim. Nothing at all wrong with that. I guess uh, I am also a uh, reread lad. I've uh, been rereading some books I read in high school that I love, which I haven't read in a long, long time. For uh, uh, the Uplift trilogy by David Brin, which are one of my some of my favorite science fiction novels. Oh, cool! Star Tide Rising and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Uplift War. They're good, good books. I always knew a book was cool and good when I was in high school if it had a Frank Frazetta cover. Or Frank Frazetta-esque cover, because I knew they spent money on Frank Frazetta's art for that uh, for that cover. Right. It's always the or, the barbarian-ish guy who was barely but barely dressed, but more dressed than the barbarian woman who is clearly in a state of undress on the cover. Yeah, that was uh, Boris Vallejo also. Boris Vallejo, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, His it's, stuff was good so, too. Just yeah. just some, something for everybody. Those oh, covers. totally, totally. And I think we uh, have a, yeah. a guest, don't we? Yeah, I'm back from the future. Ah. And today I am end of financial year sale kid. Oh, um, my God, I me spent, too. Thank God. I only shop once a year unless it's comic book related. Um, ah. So I decided to take advantage of the end of financial year sales and buy four appliances um, the appliance store. So I now have a new cooktop, a new oven, a new 58-inch television and a new dishwasher. Wait, so, that's so cool. is, that, is that is that something that happens at the end of the fiscal year? Everything goes on sale. Absolutely, they want their books to look mm-hmm. good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they want to get those sales in before they have to report it as uh, standing inventory, which is a liability on yeah. their on their records because they should have sold it. Yeah, the sales. Uh, it it starts off as an asset and then it turns into a liability, like so many things do. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And I now have my TV works. Everything's just the push of a button so I can watch Prime and we have Foxtel over here. I don't think you guys have Foxtel, but uh, that's a... No, we have DuckTales over here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling very modern at my house at the moment. Very cool. Excellent, And I'm going to warn you guys today. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. last week I was uh, Mission Monitor lad because I was um, looking after my dad at a distance. Uh Uh, today I'm looking after him in person, so I'm at his house mm-hmm. today, and his wife has gone for a much-needed holiday. Not so good. he's promised me he's going to be quiet, but mm-hmm. this appears suddenly. You'll know where I've gone. So I uh, have the same situation here, but with uh, my mom actually being oh, here she's back there. tonight. Yeah, yeah. She's well, taking a vacation from the grandkids, so she's vacationing with me. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you have to watch the volume if I remember rightly. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, so I might. You're probably going to get a rant-free Darren this evening, just because. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's probably for the best for everybody. You won't here. mention the A word, Darren. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. That would be a bad word. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, Paul will be with us shortly, but he has some things he's got to take care of out there in. Uh, Canada. I think it has snowed on him about 15 feet since last we spoke. So he's shoveling out the kitchen or something. Um, so do we have Legion news? I think we do, don't we? Uh, we have one. 
We've Come got on. one bit of actual news and one bit of adjacent news. Okay, let's have the, the good news and then we'll have the adjacent. The, the real news is that um, uh, filmratings.com shows that the uh, Bendis Legion TV series is going to be rated PG-13 for quote, some violence and language. For gamer words. And if you... Uh, <laughs> If you read some news sites like Slash Film, uh, they believe that there is an actual movie, Legion movie, coming out in addition to the TV series. Mm -hmm. I'm willing, I believe that, if only because DC continues to pick oddball choices for movies right now. Now, there's nothing that says it couldn't be a, you know, one of those direct-to-video animated. Like a a two-hour pilot thing. No, more like yeah, um, forty-five more like minutes. The the, the, mm. the DC, not the animated universe, but like the the Batman ones and the Justice League ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could theoretically do something like that, but I don't think that they would um, put a movie and a TV show at the same time on the same network. Uh, I, I, I mean, would agree with that. I think I think we would definitely see Batman in the Legion, though, because that's <laughs> what they do nowadays. And of course, Batman would be a Legionnaire, as he has always been a Legionnaire throughout the history of the DC universe. Correct? Uh, in in one of the Earths, that is correct. <laughs> uh, Earth one sixty two, I think. Mm. That's the adult Legion where he uh, where he goes to the future and and joins um, mm-hmm. the adult Legion. Mm-hmm. But on the uh, related note, uh, we have touched uh, on this before about the CW network, which uh, is where the last time we saw a live action Legion of Superheroes, or at least a mm-hmm. few minutes, um, it has uh, finally been sold or is in the process of being sold for the uh, amazing total of zero dollars. <laughs> Something so, in my budget, finally, in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, so we could actually have bought it, um, except for the fact that in exchange for not spending actual money buying it, they mm-hmm. have to assume the $100 million debt that the network mm. has racked up. Yeah, that, that's problematic, I would think. And I don't and, think there's a GoFundMe big enough yes. for that. And yeah. I, mm. I believe that $100 million is also the odds against uh the legion having a uh a tv series and a movie at the same time (laughs) a live action tv series on the uh on the cw Mm. well michael that brings up a bit of non-news actually because mm. i've i was looking at the september solicits and there's no legion book again um no justice league legion in september so we've got another legion free month in publishing history well that's over is that over? Yeah. Is... I think all six issues have been solicited. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but we've got no Legion book. So number five so, was solicited for to to come out on September twentieth, and then hmm. assuming it is a bi-monthly issue, six will come out in November. November. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. It's not, it's not in um, DC Connect. So is I, that the, I, I wouldn't hold your breath for September 20. Mm. Yeah, up, updated 
dates because those solicitation dates can change for sure, as we we know very well on this yes, show. <laughs> yeah, as we predicted, yep. this is a uh, twelve-month series. Um, mm -hmm. Justice League versus Legion. Mm -hmm. Certainly looking Good. that way. Good times. Good times. I think it will wind up being bi-monthly. So maybe we'll get both of those last issues in December. And they'll probably be like, well, you know, we've had the first five issues come out bi-monthly, so mm -hmm. there's no sense in putting out issue six only one month later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Travis, it's very nice to see you got your um, omnibus number two of five years later this week. Your omnibus. Yeah. I, I, I got a different story though. I actually got an email from the company I'd ordered it from to tell me that they no, they were no longer stocking it and they were returning my um, payment. Wow. So I tried to buy it through another supplier, but it's quickly selling out. And I'm probably making my life harder by saying this um, with mm. this audience. But um, you've got till tomorrow when it posts. You want a copy. Yeah. I think it's a short print mm -hmm. run. Yeah, omnibus editions. What I've learned is uh, pre-order. You get, yeah, pre-order or you get them when they release, and that's it, basically. Yeah. Otherwise, they show up on eBay for five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. frustration. Yeah. Pre-ordered this months ago, so it's kind of like I just mm -hmm. pre-ordered from the wrong company. <laughs> yeah, the first five years later is I think impossible to find now. That that would make sense. I mean, not not so from a a, a fan aspect but it makes sense based upon the, how they do their omnibuy for sure so brent brent apparently what you should have done is ordered it from a whole bunch of different companies mm. thinking that at least one would come through and, and then return the others to through, ebay yeah put the others up on ebay and make a profit indeed yeah absolutely i think you're that's right that's the american <laughs> way sir that's the american <laughs> way make a profit make a profit absolutely <laughs> darn the torpedoes you know, I, I do have a not a rant, but just a, a comment. Has everyone seen Doctor Strange yet? Doctor Strange yeah. two? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Can we can we call them out on the uh, the theft of the multiverse theory about dreaming? <laughs> really quickly. Sure. Not the dreamwalking. That's new. But the whole fact that when you dream, you're actually in your alternate selves world looking at what happens because remember back a little, little story called a tale of two flashes yep mm -hmm. where where the writer was writing the story of jay garrick in barry allen's world and that's how barry allen got inspired to be the new flash right i'm like guys come on you lifted that come on give 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 a credit to somebody come on come on come on but no that's just like okay <laughs> i'm like that's fresh out of that book I mean, yeah, I multiverses are not owned by any comic company. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like, that was a little too close to that whole narrative for me to go, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I think that that the whole when you dream you're in another dimension mm -hmm. or another universe, I think that is a, a pretty old science fiction trope. Oh, it probably is. It probably is. But that was just the first time I remember seeing it in a comic book format is from that story. I'm sure it's existed plenty of times. I'm sure there's like an H.G. Wells or a Jules Verne or somebody out there who did it previously. And I'm just unaware of it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just like, hmm, look, comics. <laughs> Can't we have a guest? We should have a guest spot from uh, Quicksilver in the movie just to have a speedster there just for fun. Yeah, a little salute. <laughs> no? 
I think there were enough guests guests in that movie. Let's be honest. There were a lot of guests in that movie. It's true. That, that, mm, yeah, like the whole Illuminati scene really. Uh, that 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 was very. Uh, <laughs> it was a very problematic movie in some places, I think, but it was fun. And <laughs> Sam Raimi knows how to direct <laughs> yep, some camp. Yep. That's for darn sure. So, and he can he can still he's still got his horror chops for sure. No doubt about that. Well, I was I was mad at the trailer. Mm-hmm. for foiling Patrick Stewart's role in the movie. And mm. I was sure that that meant that this movie was going to reintroduce uh, the X-Men as a franchise. But, mm-hmm. of course, they totally flipped the script, and it was not the Professor X that we all know and love, unless the mm-hmm. one that you all know and love is based on the 1997 cartoon. Well, I think I think they did it for a couple of reasons, Michael. One, Disney Plus is doing the new 97 X-Men animated reboot or continuation or whatever it is they're doing. So they wanted to make sure that that version of Professor X, because that yellow chair and that green suit is from that X-Men cartoon. Right. That, that, that whole outfit was specifically designed to be, hey, this is the animated Charles Xavier in real form. This isn't necessarily the Charles Xavier you've seen before in these other X-Men films. Right. They even but used I say, they even used the music cue. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what it does do is it opens up. Okay, so Charles Xavier is part of the multiverse, so the door has been opened a crack officially. To well, there's, the X-Men a, there's coming. There, there's actually well, there's that, and there's uh, Doctor Strange makes a very direct reference to knowing who the Fantastic Four were. Oh yeah, uh, oh, being yeah. it being an active uh, apparently. I can't remember what he exactly says, but he means he says something about the 60s, which mm-hmm. I think is part of the rumors of the Fantastic Four movie is either going to be set in the 60s or start in the 60s. I think that would be great since that one that's their first big superhero property. And really, it wasn't a superhero property when it started. It was a monster property right? because that's what Marvel was doing. And they were kind of like, well, we can kind of, you know, fishtail into superheroing here. We'll give them costumes eventually and yada, yada, yada. Um but I think they do have to explain how established superheroes were not around for all the shenanigans of, you know, uh, Thanos, right? Right. So I could, I could see them being in the Annihilus dimension or, or well, dealing with Mole Man it, or just being snapped is the easiest it, way to deal my, with it. My speculation on the Fantastic Four movie is, is going to be called Fantastic Four Heroes Return. And it's Probably. based on the story of how they debuted in the 60s probably got lost in the negative zone lost. and then show up in the 2020s or the tw- so yeah, just in time to so do you think alliance. they're gonna take captain america's story and just have them yeah I, I i think that would be the easiest way to introduce fantastic four Ugh, that's weak i well kind of... it is weak but so is wanda saying no more mutants if you think about it that's weak too that's a that's a great way to like reduce your x-men cast which had gotten way out of hand to a much smaller manageable number of people right um, without killing them you just said no more mutants yeah that's that solves some of the problem characters I mean, you, you had over the years yeah that's no that we're talking movies though we, we are we are but i was waiting I, we all know that wanda's not dead right so because nobody equals no death at the end of the movie i'm like ah don't see a body she ain't mm-hmm. dead she's too, she's too popular a character for her to go out i, that, I mean you know didn't she's she redeemed. say on some talk show that she signed for three more movies? So right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she's not <laughs> gone. I, I am uh, I am curious how they're going to redeem her though, because she went oh, yeah. pretty hard. She went hardcore, and I, I think she's going to have to be put into a situation. And this is this is something I kind of got into with uh, a couple of people online that WandaVision kind of set up the mutant hatred thing because Wanda basically mind messed with those people for however long it was, held them hostage, yada yada yada. So those people don't have a good view of her, but they're they're not calling her a mutant yet, right? They don't know what she is. But well, if they see her on the because, yeah, because it's implied she got her powers from the Mind Stone, mm-hmm. uh, her and her brother. But you know anything can be retconned. Well, but but Agatha said so. You stopped the the rocket with a probability hex, and then the Mind Stone awoken what would have otherwise died on the vine. Uh, I so see. I with, without the pa- without the power boost of the Mind Stone, she would have been normal probability hex Wanda from Avengers, right? But she right. got she got the power boost. Think of it kind of like Phoenix and Dark Phoenix in a way. Yeah, I mean that's a good you know? point. I hadn't thought about Wanda being essentially a Dark Phoenix sort of character mm-hmm. uh, now. Yeah, that is kind of almost is. exactly what she is. Mm-hmm. She realized what she did was wrong. There's no way to really atone for it. So she she did what she did at the end of the Doctor Strange movie, and now she has gone away, quote unquote, again, for probably another year and a half or two years, because we still have the White Vision to deal with, right? So because he didn't show up at all, I was like, is he going to be in here? No, no, nothing. Okay. Well, the, I, I, none of that really mattered to me. It's just that they went to Wendigo mm-hmm. Mountain, and there was no High Evolutionary. That's all I wanted. I wanted Bova, and we got we got a guy with the antlers or the horns. Well, that was Rintra. That was Rentra. Yeah, we had Rentra. Bro, Rentra. But I was like, where's Bova? I'm your mother. I'm your real mother. I wanted that scene really badly. Um, just to freak people out who don't understand <laughs> comics at all. Um, what? She was born from a cow? What? Um, I, I, th- I think we're going to be interesting to see how they're... It's clear they're going to use Wanda to open up the door to the mutants in the MCU. I think that pretty much is a clear path forward. And... We're just going to have to see how that rolls out from from here on out. But I thought the movie was fun. I've, I've been seeing a lot of people who didn't like it at all. But I thought it was a fun romp. I think it would have been more appropriate as a Halloween movie, really, than a, than a May blockbuster. But I'll take it when I can get it. Wanda is not dead. She's merely pining for the fjords. Oh, take a drink, people. Take a drink. All right, everybody, this has been your MCU podcast for the night. It has been, and spoilers, duh. Let's just hope so, no one ever gets that No More Legion idea instead of No More Movement. Uh, it's a solve the Legion. We've been over that. We've been over that. It's <laughs> editorial doing that. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. They are our largest villains. So tonight, folks, uh, in episode 716, uh, we're going to be doing uh, Legion Superheroes number 60, and I believe that... Um, our guest from Down Under is going to do some reading. Yeah, hopefully not with too much of an Australian accent from Down Under. So, oh, what's, um, the point? what's the point? Your neighbors, come on. I'll pair it back. I'll pair it back. So that, uh, no, okay. thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we are up to End of an Era, part three of six. And uh, the cover this week uh, has um, a very youthful looking Mordru and uh, a very sensual looking Glorith on the cover um, in an embrace. And uh, it's by Imminent and Boyd. 
And um, I find this rather ironic that there's a peace dove flying behind them. I um, think that's uh, pretty sure that's Aviax from the Wanderers who's turned into a no. bird. <laughs> Stop that. I was Although, was when I saw this, I thought that was Ultra Boy hugging Glora. Yeah. Just briefly. I'm like, what the? Oh, it's Mordred. Okay. But yeah. but Earl Dragon isn't even in this. <laughs> he is not. And um, surrounding them are three petrified statues of Timberwolf, uh, Wave, and Five, our elderly version of Brainiac Five, um, and a very youthful looking. Um, boy um who is a obviously a time altered dragon mage and mm-hmm. uh, the colors on this cover are no, really not nice. emerald dragon that's emerald dragon oh it is emerald dragon oh my god see he's so young i didn't even recognize him you are correct okay uh this issue is brought to us by tom mccraw and mark wade's story Stuart imminent and ron boyd art tom mccraw colors Bob Pinaha, letters, Mike McAvaney, uh, assists, and Casey Carlson as editor. End of an era, part three, infinite possibilities. And we open with a scene of rock running through a palace um, away from Mordru and Glorith. A day ago, driven by temporary madness, he was he foolishly tried to reconstruct a world and nearly destroyed those who might colonise it. An hour ago, he and his teammates tried laying one of their own to rest, only to find themselves attacked by long-forgotten foes. A minute ago, he was abducted by Glorith and Mordru, two of the galaxy's most malevolent sorcerers. The clock ticks still, and time is not on Rockcrin's side. It's the final countdown! <laughs> Little does he know. And he's, he thinks, why have they taken, where have they taken me? Um, why have they taken me? Doesn't matter. I've got to find a way out. The guards won't block me. And he pushes a guard to the side. If I push, he uses his magnetic powers to push another one away using his metal armor. I can still muster a little magnetism. Wearing Brainy's experimental gauntlets, even as I did, awaken my powers. Too much. Too fast. The flip-flop in polarity looped me out. Apparently, Brainy forgot to factor in the possibility of insanity. So just How a typical. point here. Yeah, very typical. Just a point <laughs> here. I'd like to bring up that Magenta, Francis Kane, in the 20th century as a kind of Teen Titan ancillary character, also had magnetic powers and also vacillated in her personality as well. So this is not the first time this is this has been a theme with magnetic style characters. Moving on. Didn't Polaris? What was the what was the um, Flash villain? Um, Doctor Polaris. Well, Doctor Polaris. Polaris. Didn't he also yeah. have some mental health problems? Uh, probably, but that's how Frances King got her powers. Yeah. Yeah, I think Doctor Polaris didn't he have a personality split or something. Probably. And uh, we should we should stop giving PhDs to these people. Tell them. <laughs> Polaris from the X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, guy. which X Man has not had a personality split? That's true. <laughs> Keep away from five G towers, people. The magnetism is dangerous. So Rock hits um, one of the. Are they? I'm guessing they're Kundians, um, or these guards, but uh, they've got their Alpha Centurion helmets on again. I've noticed. Um, Womp uh, says the guard. Deal with it later. It's 
uh, thinks rock. Just get to an exit. Thank you. If the Legion's two greatest foes have formed an alliance, there's only one place to be. Away. Yes. He's now tackled. I'm just counting them. He's tackled. Uh, he's up to four guards now that he's pushed aside. Um, if the Legion's two greatest foes have formed an alliance, there's only one place to be. Away. They, I can't believe they keep their egos in check long enough to stand each other. You, uh, you have not muted your mic. <laughs> Whatever thereafter, this must be one hell of a prize. Shame. I won't be around to find out what it is. Finally, an exit. About time. And he runs down a dark corridor towards the light. Now, if I can just find a ship, I'm... No. He stops and looks. And there he is, back in the throne room, looking at Glorith and Mordor again. Glorith says, foolish boy, tiring yourself out to go where? You're in the castle keep of time itself. And as we all know, time is a circle. No, says Rock. Glorith speaks again. Here, all roads lead to power, all paths to conquest. Within these walls, Rock Crin, you cannot escape your fate. And uh, she uses, uh, Modri uses his, magnet, his uh, magic to make some shackles appear around um, Rock, trapping his arms by his sides. Bah, enough of this foolishness, says Modri. I know all too well Legionnaires are to be dealt with, not toyed with. And Rock falls to the ground with a thud. Ugh. Modri speaks again. We could kill him. We should kill him. Spoken like a sorcerer incensed. Says Glorith. We don't dare, remember. Rock Crane is a child of destiny and as such is greatly favoured by the time stream. Slaying him without regard for his future could unleash chaos. I made that mistake once and it, the power it cost me cannot be measured. And uh, the editor references Valor 17 here, um, where we lost one of our um, multiple Valors. And uh, Mordru raises his fist um, with some magic crackling. Um, I don't know if it's Kirby crackle, but something a bit like it. Um, very well then, he lives. We know not now, we know not how his destiny intertwines with him who would thwart us, but according to your prophecies, Kryn's capture guarantees us absolute dominance. And uh, these lines made me think back to um, some of our previous encounters uh, back in was it episode issue four between Mordru and uh, the Time Trapper. Mm. Uh, clearly, he's very aware um, that that relationship is still um, influencing. Not quite yet, my darling, says Glorith. There is the matter of the other. We must find him. And when we do, then and only then, there will be no more limits. Trust me. Now, she's looking very, very cosy with Mordra here, I must say. Um, their arm on his shoulder, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Have I a choice, says Mordra. And we cross. Suddenly, we're um, on Winneth at the um, the Lightning Ranch. And Lydia is, Lydia is speaking, and she says, he's been what? And um, Garth says, kidnapped by Glorith. And Mordru both. We've put a word out to everyone. And Lita says, but why, Rock? Why, Rock? Why? And Imra says, we don't know, Lita, not yet. But if those two need him, he's safe for now. And uh, we're obviously in a child's nursery, and we've got young Paul Crin, the daughter of um, Rock and Lita, um, with Englina, the dominator, 
um, Nanny, um, who previously was nannying Lauren, if I remember. Um, wasn't she? Wasn't she um, the nanny for um, Andromeda's? The Laurel I, know we, I know we've seen her before, but I can't remember if that's who she was nannying. Yeah, I thought she was with um, her. I could be remembering wrong. Lita speaks again. Gods, my husband in the hands of the Legion's deadliest enemies. He's all alone. He's 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 all alone against. No, Lita, he's never alone, says Imra. The response to our alert was overwhelming. Nearly every legionnaire, past or present, is racing here to Winneth. For if anything could bring us all together, energy in... Um, it's crazy glue. Yeah, energy says, it's how we feel about that mook, right? Colossal boy. Just Jim these days, thanks. Rocks more than simply a founding member, Drake. He's the very heart of the legion. And uh, in the spaceship, we've got uh, Loomis um, and Gim piloting dangerous territory. We've uh, got uh, Chuck and Lornu um, in their academy um, or the UP. Was it the academy at this stage or the UP something, wasn't it? The, um, they, uh, they were at the, the UP um, post no. basically training heroes that right. got annihilated in the Kund invasion, basically. So yeah. then I think they moved more internal um at that point into more concentrated up space for their training they were, they were called the united planets military academy gotcha and uh the the um final member in the spaceship is a dark star and this is um celeste mccauley formerly known as neon uh, as a dark star here um i think it's interesting this that we get the dark stars in this book i was i was flicking through my um issue uh, this morning and um got caught up in some of the ads in this issue. It was an interesting time for DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything had gone very extreme. And uh, we uh-huh, had yeah. <laughs> Donna Troy was about to become a dark star at this time. We had uh-huh. Night's End happening in the Batman book. Um, and we had um, also um, Worlds Collide, the milestone um, crossover. Uh-huh. And um, we had Lobo in the chair um was another one of the great <laughs> ads in this it's quite a cool ad if <laughs> the main so, yeah. man ain't taking nothing from nobody nope he ain't so very extreme times and uh something else that's extreme is in the next panel and that is um sw6 starboy's haircut um quite extreme um buzz cut he's got there his undercut so we cross to a ship with um another mixture of um past or present legionnaire. So we've got Cam, adult Cam. We've got um, Inferno. We've got Jana Ra. We've got Alchemist. We've got SW6 Starboy. And we've got Gossamer. And Cam says, so who better to approach with my pitch for reunification all those months ago? Only our first and best leader. He's harking right back to um, issue one there. Naturally, says Jan, even when we were just kids with egos and personalities to match our ages. And uh, we have a third spaceship arriving on Winneth and coming out of this one are Nuranel and Tom Kalor. And um, Virus is uh, looking on with Pulse and Timberwolf. And Virus says, he never let us forget we're a team. His pure spirit, the times we had, the battles we fought. And Nora says, lucky for you, I like hitchhikers with beards. Mm. And Tom replies, you never give up, do you, Nora? 
Nope. She does not, right to the very end of an era. And uh, we cross to a fourth spaceship now, and in this spaceship we've got Mecht um, speaking to a youthful group of Legionnaires, and he says, I had him dead in my sights. This is when we were enemies in my sights, absolutely doomed, ready to fry, and he turned away from me, and you do, do you know why? Because he thought his friends were in worse trouble. That's him in a sentence. And uh, I feel like we're listening to This Is Your Life, Rock Cream, um, on, on this um, episode. Well, and, is, uh, that, is that Lightning Lord? Who is this? It is. Yeah, it's it's Mac. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah. You know, remin reminiscent about the good old days. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not used to seeing Lightning Lord smile, so. <laughs> it's a bit unsettling. I mean, it is. It really is. Yeah. And uh, looking on our Kid Quantum, uh, we've got Shrinking Violet, um, Triad, Ultra Boy, and Apparition from the SW6 Legionnaires. I just want to point out, Eminem's doing a really good job on the faces. Yeah. You can tell there's there's different facial expressions on everybody. I love how Violet's just, like, shocked and enraptured by this story. Yeah. And Triad's got her hands on her, her chin on her hands, sort of leaning yeah. in, listening attently, and... Um, Jonah's um, sort of smirking in the background. No, it's really, it's really good. And then in our By the way, spaceship, sorry. Oh, one, one quick thing. Um, on the previous page, when uh, when Cam said, uh, "Who better to approach with my pitch for reunification all those months ago?" Mm -hmm. um, that took place in universe in on October twenty fourth. Uh, 2994, and we in this timeline that I've been keeping, we are up to September 29th, or uh, yeah, September 29th, uh, 2995. Mm. So the entire five years later story, 60 issues, uh, has taken less than a year uh, in in real time or in their time. I think that's a gotcha. really good context for reading the omnibuses to have that in mind, actually, Michael. I think it, um, and I think reading this from beginning to end without waiting all those months between mm -hmm. issues, um, I think it would read a lot more that way, actually, too. Whereas, um, you know, it was perhaps a bit more disjointed reading it monthly. I think the beer bounds had a really clear idea of um, the story they were telling. So our fifth spaceship, we have Kono piloting. And um, I wonder if it's a Scalian um, raider. So if he needs us, we're on our way fast, copy. And in the back, she's got um, Polar Boy, who's clearly making the ship too cold. Um, and Tenzel's saying, Brr. and um, Reflex, um, Devlin Orion is um, just sort of huddling down, trying to keep warm. And um, Polar Boy says, make it clear, Kono, that even if some of us have to truck in from quarantine in a one-man spaceship, the Legion will be here for Rock Crin finishes off Imra. And um, she says, count on it to litter. So, and, so Brent, uh, good yeah. job getting all of the temporary and new code names correct. Seriously, <laughs> bravo. I some homework this morning. I thought I'd better <laughs> get up a bit earlier. And uh, my, my copy is actually covered in post-it notes because <laughs> it was the only way I was going to even have a hope of keeping track. Um, especially after I got so confused last week about which Monel was which. I thought I really need mm. to check the art reference. Well, there are, 
I think we're yeah. still confused there, about there that, are, honestly. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll explain it to you offline. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, but and, um, uh, I do know someone. Still, yeah. There are still a bunch of people who we have not seen yet, but I think what they're doing here is basically everybody who is left gets a couple of panels mm -hmm. so that we remember who they are and who's left before they start to disappear. Yeah, before the big send off, which is coming up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm, there's a big page coming up. I'm going to try and do my best on that page. We'll see how I go. So um, on the in the gardens of the Rance um, plantation on the lawns later, we have our magic-powered heroes. So we have Misa uh, levitating inside a circle um, composing of Dragon Mage, Dream Girl, Nura, and Projectra. And uh, she's speaking in her purple writing again. Mordru's instructors absorbed chaos planet, devastated. Foes become allies, stream of time diverted. Uh, she's clearly in a trance-like state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, she's she's doing a D&D trick called scrying, trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, Cam is looking on with uh, the two Tenzel Chems. Uh, young and old, and Cam says, from the information Mice is gathering, it sounds like Glorith and Mordru swept the planet Farn before they came after Rock. That tips us to how Mordru's power was restored and tells us where they're hiding. If not Farn, then... And, uh, Baldur. Uh, Baldur reply all three at once. It sounds It sounds like it's the, the second cousin of Mordor. <laughs> Baldur. Baldur. <laughs> I like it. I think we need to pronounce it that way from now on. <laughs> and uh, Tenzel, the older Tenzel, says, sigh, another long haul. But for Rock, I'm in. Just so long as someone else rides with Kono this time. I think someone else needs to ride with uh, Polar Boy. A bit cold. Mm -hmm. And uh, I turn the page, and here is that amazing Lobo in the chair um, artwork. And uh, in, the, in the advertising, it says, all he wanted was a new haircut from what? the bastards who brought you Lobo Cop. And uh, you need to um, head back to uh, 2994 to pick yourself up a copy of Lobo in the chair. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't have one. Uh, so um, we now um, cross to Wineth to the Memorial Garden, where we asked for a little protein enclave, I think, uh, in a previous issue. And uh, walking oh, among... Statues of Dead Legionnaires, take a drink. Uh-huh. Indeed. We, Take a drink for this. We have of dead, three dead legionnaires, and uh, they are Karate Kid. And I'm a bit puzzled by these two. Um, Dawnstar and Phantom Girl, who we discovered uh, last issue, was still dead um, in um, Legion 95. Um, or seemingly it, dead. Whenever it was. It's interesting, so, though, that they've got a statue of Dawnstar there, mm -hmm. because this was, like... This takes place two days after her funeral, so I guess they had a, a quick. Uh, well, two days after Laurel's funeral, right? Laurel's funeral, yeah. Yeah, Dawnstar right. was still alive last time yeah, we saw. Around, Dawnstar disappeared. Um, uh, that's, she was at the to, very end of that issue. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of faded out. She was going to tell them where to go to find uh, uh, whoever it was they were looking for. Yeah, and we have uh, a corrupted. We've also seen the statues uh, changing with the time fluctuations. True. Yeah, we have. And I think it's uh, it's interesting because the fade out, as we find out later in this issue, actually means they didn't ever exist. So yeah. the fact that she's got a statue is a bit strange. 
Um, well, but maybe she died in, in a new timeline because everything keeps reasserting itself way right. back before yeah. anything happened, right? I, I think I think so. the idea is that when she disappeared the first time when that whole bounty thing happened, in this timeline, she was probably considered dead. Yep. Yeah. And then we, we have either Karate Kid's statue or Wonder Man. I mean, the collar is kind of the same. Let's go. With and we have, we have a Disco Phantom Girl statue as well. Definitely. And uh, she's, um, she's rocking those flares. Mm-hmm. And um, in, so in the Memorial Garden, um, Virus says, give tribute to our fallen comrades. Amen. And Dawn Star says, what a somber sight, Virus. Not somber, Celeste, glorious. A place where we can come to remember our teammates, to thank those who've surrendered all there. And um, Gossamer calls out, oh, my God, it's true. Look at her. And um, Pulse turns around, that voice. And they both say at the same time, Ayla. <laughs> and uh, Gossamer talk, says, talk about so having good. a twin problem right now. <laughs> yeah. You're so little. How did this happen? Glorious revenge. It's a long story. And um, Dawn Star says, um, Dark Star says, and so the doppelganger matter takes a new and stranger twist. And Wave says, um, Wave and Shrinking Violet have also come in with Gossamer. Tell me about it. I just figured out that our Ayla might share her troubles best with, well, with someone closer to her own age, um, which she isn't. And yeah, uh, but, but can, we, can we talk about Wave for just a hot minute before we lose her? Because that's coming soon. Yeah. I, I find that they really gave Spider-Girl um, some really good characterizations after they got rid of the Ultra Boy subplot, right? Uh, once it was revealed that Tinya's still alive somewhere in time and Ultra Boy's mm-hmm. off to get her, Wave kind of didn't have anything to do and she was about to leave the team because she's like, well, I'm clearly not needed here. But then she found out, she found someone else to kind of sort of try to take care of. And I think that shows some serious growth on that character. Considering, you know, when we met her, she was a rejected legionnaire, then she was on the Legion of Supervillains, and then she was a bloodthirsty assassin, and then became a burglar sneak thief. She's she's made some growth without a whole lot of panel time. Yeah, she has evolved as a character through this series, for sure. Mm -hmm. So we cross to um, the Lightning Ring Botany Lab, which um, Brainiac 5 has appropriated with um, SW6 Invisible Kid and Ron Vidar. Mm-hmm. Uh, your calculations are correct, Ron, says Five. And inescapable, our continuum of time continues to unravel. And Ron says, if something's not done within the next few hours, Brainy, our timeline will fly apart and life as we know as we know it will cease to exist. And Five replies, invisible kid, call in young Brainiac. He'll want to corroborate. And uh, in walk, Cat's Paw, Triad and Polar Boy. And Catspore says, so here is where big brains hide. Catspore, uh, we're awfully busy here, says Rond. And, um, as in, and they're sitting in front of a monitor showing the time stream decaying. Of course, big brains would rather play with their machines than with... And there's a flash again. And Catspore um, is replaced by Inferno. Then help us find rock. Unfortunately, Inferno, this crisis in time is equally important, says Five, but admittedly not as pressing. We'll join you. 
I, I find this rather out of character that Brainy just um just forgets about the fact that time's unraveling and decides to go off on a mission. Um, but uh, yes, we've had another um change in um, the Legion timeline, and Cat's Ball has been replaced by the very man she was hitting on, um when we first met her. Odd says five. Our instruments detect another chronal shift. I wonder what or who is affected this time and where it hit. And he hits his little tricorder, deep beat. Um, perhaps there's some link between the time quakes and rocks abduction. Brainy says invisible kid. Maybe Glorith and Mordru enjoy mucking with time, says Inferno. That they do, son boy, says Polar Boy. And um, invisible kid sort of turns around and whispers, mm -hmm. son boy. Hang on, and, and the and, picture is uh, clearly showing Inferno. Pour one out for uh, for Cat's Paw. This is yep. her last series. Yeah, she she made fun. it out cleaner than Pantha ever did, so cheers to her. She she kept all of her limbs and her head. Mm -hmm. did, did you just say this is her last appearance in the series? I did. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. In Legion of Three Worlds, does she come back? Oh, I'm I'm just counting this series, this particular series. Oh, we're gonna oh, see okay. her again. Okay, well, she has a cameo in the reboot. Page. She has a cameo in the reboot. Got well, it. Well, okay. In the five years later series that we're talking about. Before Let's the end of reading. Zero. Let's keep reading. Anything could happen in this book at the moment, and <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true. Okay, so we cross to Baldor. <laughs> so he left me to die, says Glorith. Only through a valiant effort of will did I make it back to the infinite library, there to replenish my powers. And Mordru says, the infinite library? Supposed archive of all chronal knowledge? Do not mock me with foolish legends, woman. Such a library. And she uh, pulls a key out of her bosom. Y yeah, Can you know that's exactly where that came from. Room. Well, that's where you keep your keys, right? Keep yeah, of course. Safe. And uh, her outfit is very really booby trapped. This key, if you uh, look at her cleavage. And so she pulls it out and gasps, says Modru. And I'm not sure if it's the key or the cleavage he's noticing. Um, provided one has the key, she says. And uh, she holds up a golden key, which has got a sort of skull like appearance and a, and a big red gem. I have the power! And uh, actually, no, Rock has the power because he sees the key and thinks metal. And she says, together with the secret spell of passage, the key unlocks the door to the library and she opens a portal with the key uh, in a wall, a big white glowing portal, and reveals wonders untold. Shall we? She invites Mordru. And Rock thinks, like hell, he springs to his feet. Last chance for escape, he throws himself through the door and uses his magnetic powers to bring the key through with him. Take it. No, says Glorith. The door is closing. Follow him, says Mordru. And uh, Imminent's face on Mordru is fantastic here. Mm -hmm. um, is, is the gasp. We can't, she says, and the door closes. Not without the key. Crap. It's that, it's that, it's that scene in Clue where they're trying to get out of the lounge. <laughs> Unlock the door. I so don't have the key. The key is gone. Does that and make Dolores both the gatekeeper and key master? Yes, she is. She is the one and only Zool. She's definitely the key keeper. And uh, Rock lands on the floor with a crack and the key lands with a tink. Oh, tink. 
damn it, we should have killed him after all, thinks Glorith. Now he's free. Audrey says, calm yourself, lover. Without the spell of passage, he simply bound himself inside another trap. She says, and how long can your vaulted library hold him? Uh, I think you switch them around. I think that's... Well... I think that's right. You're right. So Mordru says, damn it, we should have killed him after all. Now he's free. And she Mm -hmm. says, calm yourself, lover. Without the spell of passage, he'll simply bound himself inside another trap. How long can this vaulted library hold him? Asks Mordru. And she says, given that time stands virtually still within its chambers forever. And um, And the library just covered in books and and passages stretching off in all directions. um, And rocks just sitting there with his feet on a... a, um, a runner that's got constellations um, down the hallways. The library is indeed infinite, says Glorith. Its tomes and scrolls stretch beyond measure, further than even I have journeyed. And as we're looking along the shelves, the books are getting older and they're turning into scrolls, and then the scrolls turn into tablets. There is no exit. <clears throat> and then we yes, there appears, if there dark, appears to be a door right there. Yeah, it's a dark me. passage with a, a, a door with some lights, and but it's so, so, very far away. So Rot Karen is locked in a in a library that contains the entire knowledge of time, and time stands still happen? here. What could, what possibly, could possibly occur? So those books at the top of the page, mm-hmm. the, the style they're drawn in just... Is very Giffen-esque to me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this page is very Giffen, isn't it? I was disappointed with this page that DC couldn't put a single title in here that actually looked to anything in their history. Like, surely I would, there's... I would a... like to see Saga of the Swamp thing just on the... On yeah, the or the Book of Destiny or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like something could have been on the shelf. But, uh, I think it was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Even the Rosetta Stone or something, you know, it's like, but no. And um, we cross back to Baldor and um, Glorith and, and uh, Mordred keep talking. And Glorith says, with Kryn safely entombed, his destiny no longer inter- interweaves with that of our true foe. I count that as a victory. Then we must draw forth the only other being who can oppose us. Come, my dear, infinity awaits. And... Um, we have to presuppose here, I think, that it's the time trapper they're talking about. And we cross to Wynneth and... They haven't sorry. said his name, but yeah. Yeah, mm. has to be. So we cross to Wynneth and um, Cam and Virus are um, up front and Virus says, Tell us and Quizless, incommunicado, Kent, powerless. Valor's team on Earth, but expected to rendezvous. All others present and accounted for by, as of today, the Legion stands united and we get a wide two-page spread. And I'm going to do my best here to um, tell you who's standing in the crowd. Um, I think I'll work from the back to the front. So we've got Lydda. From the back to the front and around again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lydda and Paul and um, Ron Vidar. We've got Wave, who's looking very forlorn. We've got um, young and old Tenzel Kim looking at a polar boy who suddenly is wearing a 1960s polar boy costume and i don't think i don't i don't think that's a time shenanigan i think he's just getting into character you well, think well it's interesting because others show up in um 80s costumes so we'll see well, and that maybe um, the only costume he could find i mean maybe. Look at him. yeah that's true he's it been with evilo's daughters we have a couple of brand new costumes too for uh yeah <laughs> 
for Travis to put together in his uh, visual reference. Uh, this may be the only reference for some of them. And then we've got um, Matarita Lads in his 1970s costume. And mm -hmm. we've got um, the recently appeared Starboy with the sharp buzz cut wearing his um, Legionnaire style costume. Um, then we've got Mech. Uh, definitely is Mech wearing his Winathian. Does, does this mean Mech's a Legionnaire now? Well, he's an ally. Supporting cast member, I think, is what they called him in the definitive directory of the DCU. Mm -hmm. um, we've got now. I have to assume here that this is um, Garth and Imra um, yes. here yes. again wearing new costumes. Um, Satin Girls looks very reminiscent of her 1960s costume. I mean, 1960s. It's the same thing except without the logo. Yeah, and uh, Lightning Lad wearing a costume we've never seen before. Um, and if I'm right, Travis. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't even call it. I it may just be some random tights he found. I don't know. Yep. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting because have we lost Livewire somewhere along the way? There's some uh, there's some missing the, characters. The three SW6 thank founders you. have traveled to the past. Ah. Right. Aha, right, thank they you. Took, they took a time bubble and uh, mm -hmm. went to try and figure out what was wrong with time. And we will see them uh, coming up in zero in, hour. Uh, uh, Legionnaires number 18 is the next appearance. Thank you. Cool. And so, so we've never seen um, Garth in this costume before, and mysteriously he's lost his walking stick um, as well. We've well, got it, it, the basics of that costume look kind of like his 80s costume. Um, yeah, just got a legionnaire where... on it. That what did that central dark stripe like a legionnaire? So it's yeah, it's it, it was yeah. It's kind of a weird. Thing for him there's no yellow at all there so it's it's bizarre for him for He's sure returned return to action in whatever he could find as well i think and then we've got um jim allen wearing his science police um, uniform we've got kono we've got sw6 brainiac 5 and quantum uh we've got well kid quantum wasn't really sw6 then we've got triad we've got um chuck tane and lornu um from the mm -hmm. Militia. We've got Timberwolf and Mysa and Reflex. We've got Shrinking Violet and Gossamer from SW6. We've got Young Ayla Pulse. We've got NRG. We've got Bouncing Boy from, I'm guessing, Legionnaires. Yeah, uh, SW6 Bouncing Boy who appeared in a flash. Yep. Yep. We've got. Replacing. Uh, who was he replacing? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah, Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've got, um, and that's probably lining things up well for our final issue. Um, mm -hmm. We've got Darkstar. We've got Projector. Which is, Darkstar's got, her face is really messed up. Yeah, something's up. Uh, uh, now. Hmm. It's like a beak. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, something went wrong between the pencils and the inks there somehow. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned Inferno earlier, but yep. um, I'm not going to say too much, but Inferno's counterpart is on the page. Right. Uh, we've got um, Starboy, who's decided to steal Kent Shakespeare's costume. We've yeah, got much. <laughs> Nura, um, who's um, standing next to him, of course, and we've got mm -hmm. Dreamgirl, who's recently appeared in Legionnaires. We've got Dragon Mage. We've got Jan Ara, who's looking very pensive, holding onto his stuff. We've got Alchemist behind him. We've got Five. Uh, we've got 
uh, Leviathan from SW6. We've got Apparition and Ultra Boy and Invisible Kid from SW6. And Vi Virus says, Cam and I don't have to tell you people how much your presence here means to litter to all of us or how grateful we are that all of you who thought you were retired have come back to help rock. If there were ever proof that the Legion is about family, then this is it. And uh, look, I think we need to take a drink here for um, Stuart Eminem for actually putting this page together and um, indeed making and you did a good job with all those. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah, they're quite unique, and again, lots of emotion. There's a real sense of um, we're about to head into battle for our um, lost comrade here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's it's a very moving. And yet book. again, like everybody's not everybody's just standing perfectly straight, looking the same. There's lots of Lots of heads going different directions. Stances are different. You know, he mm -hmm. he put some thought into that. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. So we crossed a cam. Unfortunately, this isn't a social occasion. As only our enemies can tell us for certain where Rock is. We must find them. Hello, hello. Can anyone hear me? Devron says says Cam. And uh, I think it's been a long time since we've seen Devron. Um, Devron appears on a hollow screen. Cam, for God's sake, send help. Glorith and Mordru are attacking the Talus SP base. We don't know what they want. And uh, we can see a battle behind him with Glorith um, taking on some science police officers. But they want it bad, says Devron. And um, all of our Legion and Legionnaires rush off to the Legion cruisers waiting on the lawns of Winneth. And uh, Michael, you're going to tell me what model of Legion cruiser they are. <laughs> uh, I think that's the 494. Okay, very nice. I would like to own one of those. I hope someone makes a um mm. a or a or a three D print of those one day. Everyone out there uh, in that something I want to point out about this cruiser though, um, we can't see it, but it has a special enhancement that makes it able to to go from one planet to another uh, in the course of a page because normally oh, it would take. Yeah, normally it takes a, about a day to go from planet to planet, but they, they all get to tell us on the next page. Looks so, like Renee Brand is funding Stargate technology to me. Uh, mm. Now, we saw that the time bubble can uh, can basically go instantaneously. So uh, Brainy and Invisible Kid must have hooked up a time bubble to the, uh, to the cruiser to allow them to go so fast. That's my mm. headcanon what happened here yeah that makes sense too love it um and then we see lidar handing baby pole to mech mech take pole to the nursery for me and he says why you're not you heard cam she says he said everyone and we get this amazing um artwork of um, night girls um costume from um the 1980s um, it reminds me of um, Greg LaRock, I think. It's, um, mm. Did he do that special where she appeared with that version of the um, subs with um, Mig and... The annual? Boy, the annual. Yes, yes. Yeah, she, she had a kind of a weird translucent cape in that one. Right. I think this this is more her, her Cosmic Boy Night Girl uh, miniseries her, costume. Yeah, she had the translucent cape there, too. Oh, did the, she? Okay. The cape... The boots and the sleeves changed a lot every time you saw that yeah. costume. Right, it was very inconsistent. I think a lot of a lot of costumes are inconsistent. Trust me, the more you look at it. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I think uh, I think the hairstyle is what got me here. It's like suddenly he, she had all her hair tied up, and it just all springs out into into um, action. And it, it's very much the the night girl hairstyle I remember from the eighties. And um, has there ever been a link made between her chest emblem and Owlman's um, chest emblem? Um, no, but there has been a link between her chest emblem and Power Girl. Okay. Because eventually the eyes got cut out to show off a lot more cleavage. Okay. There's, there's Before it was just, it was the solid owl, and then it became the cutouts. It's like, oh, I see what you did there, DC. I see what mm-hmm. you did there. We're homaging <laughs> Power Girl here. So, yep. I think there's an opportunity to link our man in there somewhere at some stage. Yeah. Um, so we, Why not? Us, Ironically, the one character who should be showing as little skin as possible. Yeah, night, night girl. girl. Yeah, true. No tanning on um, her planet. Mm-mm. So we cross to Talus, and uh, I really like this panel. It's a, it's a it's a panel with Mordrew, and he's sort of levitating with his arms raised to the sides, and he's got sort of magical energy flying out and um, in waves and um, cutting down science police officers. What is this stuff? Oh God, it burns! They say, <laughs> and um, Glorith blasts one of the SPs. Yeah. Hurry, my love, we're in the lion's den, you know. True, but where else but Legion headquarters can we find a working time beacon? And, uh, Michael, I'm going to throw back to you. When have we last seen a working time beacon? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Stump the sun. You may not be able to answer that on the, on the spot, Michael, so we'll give you a bit of time to come up with an answer to that one. I, I know we saw one back uh, when the uh, the moon exploded. Because we were we were shown the time uh, institute, right? But that's the last one I re- I can recall off the top of my head. I will research it and see yeah. if oh. I can find an answer. And Sweet. I really think that would be you know there's an associated character, Michael. You'll, it'd be great if you could tell us when that character last appeared because it's coming. So do you know how to program? Says uh, Mordru. Please says Glorith. It's done. Though this device must search the entirety of time. Once it finds the other and calls him first, fourth, our alliance will become unstoppable. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think the other is someone else. Actually, I was I was saying time trapper earlier, but I actually think it's no. Nope. It is an it is another. Yep. I wouldn't count on it. Blondie says NRG. Legion, take them down, and we get um, running through the doorway. We've got Cam, who's playing Mr. Fantastic, um, stretching himself out. We've got Bouncing Boy in full bounce. We've got Inferno flying in. We've got um, Five running in in his um, parachute suit. We've got um, Ultra Boy from the SW6. We've got Starman, um, Tom Callor, and um, wearing... Kent Shakespeare's outfit. We've got Wave, we've got um, Adult Matter Eater Lad, and we've got Apparition coming up through the floor. And Tom says, mind if I get in the first shot? And he takes out a bit of the ceiling, um, um, which drops down onto Glorith with a thwam. Be our guest, Tom, says Timberwolf. Pour on the mass. Curse you for your interference, says Mordru. Elementals, protect us. Buy us the precious time we require, and out of his hands appear a fire and an earth elemental. And um, Glorith falls to the ground under the under the um, pylon that's fallen on her. Beam can be aged away, and she touches the beam, and it starts to rust away. And as for the le- dealing with legionnaires, I have no patience to be innovative. 
So she pulls on one of her previous um, tropes <laughs> and um, turns four of the Legion into children. We've Legion got a babies. Baby. There's what? No. And then um, Kid Quantum um, appears in a baby jumpsuit. Me so small. And his belt falls off as he's obviously very small. We've got a baby. Um, that classic, classic Carrie Bates baby dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking violence. <laughs> All babies talk like cavemen. This is this is yes. cool. absolutely. True. And I guess this is this is um, harkening back to our cover image of um, Emerald Dragon in his um, baby form. Make no apologies, says Mordru. Um, dear, take it from a true wizard. The old tricks are the best ones. And he creates flame um, around some of the legionnaires. Yow, says Invisible Kid. Vumph. Um, and uh, we get Leviathan growing up to full size. So the beacon's their real goal, eh? Then out it goes, even if I have to topple it. And he leans into the beacon with a womp while um, Ultra Boy hits the Earth Elemental with a wham. I've had it. All this fuss about time, says Leviathan, when it never causes us anything but trouble. And um, Glorith touches Leviathan's boot, giant boot. Famous last words, Leviathan. Don't mess with our plans. And um, they'll be the death of you. And suddenly he, he um, ages to the point of becoming a skeleton. Um, and his um, perishing clothes fall off the skeleton. And he starts to fall to the ground. And Kono yells, you witch, you killed him. And um, SW6 uh, Mattery Lad says, Leviathan. And... Um, uh, we should I, take I a drink for a dead legionnaire. Yeah, definitely. We have to take a drink. a drink for a dead legionnaire. Yes, indeed. And Pour I, one I, out for SW6 yeah. Leviathan. Uh, and um, make sure your glasses are charged because my arm. Mm. Where's my arm? And Jim, Jim says five. Stay calm. And uh, Jim's arm starts to fade out of existence. Um, Brainy puts a force shield around him. It's no use. The force shield won't hold him. And Jim says, Brainy, anybody help me? Help me, help me. He's gone. The moment his younger counterpart died, Jim Allen ceased to exist, says Five. My God, says Rod. So take a drink for another dead legionnaire. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think this, this, I'm just going to point out, and we'll get to this in about, I don't know, six months, but foreshadowing, mm -hmm. guys, foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. And um, how is that possible, says Rod? And um, we see Mordru, um, and he says, what's this? Walls closing in while my newfound youth leaves me? And um, he's looking very old now, back like the um, the Mordru we first met. Mm. And um, Projectra um, is casting an illusion around him. My illusion has baffled him for a moment. And um, Element Lad and Alchemist are um, making earth around him. Take advantage of his confusion, men. Build a tomb around him. And Glorith turns. Fear not, Mordru. Projector drills in Mirage, but Glorith's power is genuine. And she ages Jana Ra, Projector, and Alchemist. Turning older, says Alchemist. No strength, says Jan. And he leans on his staff. Breet, breet. Well done, my love. The beacon is signaled at last. He's here. And we get a fantastic appearance of um, a Legion. Um, <clears throat> 
um, nemesis um, who first appeared in Superboy 233 and it is Jackson Rugarth the infinite man and I think wait I thought we killed him behold the infinite better. <laughs> he got better take a drink people <laughs> he's back I thought, so they, he, I thought was he last seen him when he attacked the time trapper yes mm-hmm. okay, he was last at least in Legion continuity that we know of he was last seen uh, at the end of Conspiracy in number 50, where yeah, he and Time Trapper the got secret into a fight. The time Trapper, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they cured him, didn't they? Is that, or was that, no. That no, the... he died. He died. That's why Brady was on trial for the death of Jackson Rugarth in issue 51. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But we don't know that that happened yeah. the same way. Exactly, um, and Paul's back from like sweeping all the snow out of his porch, kids. Yay! <laughs> Remember, according to the story, has greatly fabricated Paul in your absence. According to I the, can imagine. According to the 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 retconned Glorithverse version, um, there was no conspiracy regarding the time trapper. Instead, it was Glorith who uh, destroyed Daxum. And Time Trapper was not involved, which means the Infinite Man was not involved. Mm. So his power is still around. And can I just say, Stuart Imminent has done a great job, as has Todd McCrory, in colouring this image. Mm-hmm. It's, it's That's beautiful. a beautiful picture of Infinite Man. It's beautiful. Of course, says Five. We thought he was gone forever, and Ron said, but forever is a brief stopover to him. The infinite man is the living embodiment of the space-time continuum. Last we saw of him, he was trapped inside the time stream. If he walks free, his very presence could hasten the destruction of all time. Gosman says, then how do we stop him? And Imra says, we won't have to. I've read Glorith and Mordry's minds. I know this scheme. They have their own plans for his for his power. And the um, infinite man yells, stop, what are you doing? I wield the strength of a million millennia. And still, and still you pull me apart. You pull me apart, Lisa. Isn't infinity more than a million millennia? My my version of infinity is much bigger than a million millennia. But anyway, you pull me apart and we see some sort of colored cloud coming around him. No, no, sir. No, sir. This is this is what pride happens. This is what happens when you get pride. It does look a bit like pride. Yeah, he's got his 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 rainbow going on. Scathal, baby. Scathal. We definitely need to take a drink for a scathal. And this is probably it's a third of a page. Can I just point out this scathal? Yes. And it's It's definitely showing some pride. Um, with a very pride-looking background. And um, we then cross to um, the Legionnaires who are all looking a, li- looking a little bit stunned. Um, there's been some more time shenanigans going on. Um, oh, yeah. So Apparition turns to Ultra Boy and says, Joe, you're right. I'm fine, PG, he says. Mm, suddenly, codename change. My arm, says Garth. Vi, tell me I'm seeing things. And he's got his robot arm back from um, when he lost his arm. And, Damn you, Moby Dick. Uh, man, mm-hmm. Moby Dick. And um, Virus says, I will when my vision clears. Jan, is that you? And she looks over to Jan Ara, who's now wearing his 1980s um, pink and black mm-hmm. element lad costume. Easy, Vi. Get adjusted to your eye. It's healed. And her robotic eye is gone. She's now got a, two eyes again. 
that explosion was some sort of time flux. When it washed over us, it played havoc with our personal timelines. Some of us are worse for wear. And uh, we can see Satin Girl in her 60s bikini. Um, we can see um, Lornu wearing her duo damsel um, purple and orange outfit. And Travis, when was this outfit from? Uh, which one? Yeah, this that one looks is confusing. the bodysuit. This is from. That's from Great Darkness. Yeah, it it's Great Darkness forward, basically. Yep. I, don't, I don't remember her having different colored gloves like that, but maybe I I'm think just, yeah. I think she yeah I think she yeah. did yeah yeah she did okay. And the Saturn Girl uh, costume is from the 1970, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just go Legion Saturn Girl, yeah. Go Legion. And, and Cam gets his Silver Age costume as well. He does. And we've still got Darkstar hanging around up in the background. And um, some of us are worse for wear, said Jan, and some better. And um, we crossed to Pulse. I don't believe it. I'm my own age again. And she's aged up. As most of us, Gloris spells were overridden. And uh, all the all the child Legionnaires, the baby Legionnaires, are back to adult. I feel kind of overridden myself, says Inferno. Um, thanks for the hand up, says to Wave. And Flash again, another time flash. And Wave has been replaced by um, Timberwolf and Matarita Lad. And he says, thanks for the hand up, Timberwolf. Mm. And Chuck um, turns to um, Kid Quantum and suddenly Kid Quantum is Misa. Hey, the inv infinite man, he's vanished. And we um, cry, they look back and Infinite Man has vanished. And instead we hear with a very um, cosmic sounding voice says, look again, little man, he's here in spirit, says um, <laughs> Infinite Glorith and Infinite Modring. Between us, Glorith and I have split infinity. Um, is that like splitting infinitives? I don't know. Can you split? Mm. Divide, divide by split zero. Infin infinitive. Um, now with the total power over all space and time. We shall rule the universe. Oh boy, says Tenzel Ken. And um, we've got um, Nora has also changed into her, her 1980s um, silver metallic outfit. Um, however, her, um, let's just say the extra pounds have not come off. Yeah, she no. got her costume back, but not her body. Yep. And, Luckily, um, uh, super space spandex stretches. So we're good. Yes. We're good. And, uh, and uh, there's no body shaping in the 30th century. No, not at all. Not at all. But we have also uh, had to say goodbye to Kid Quantum and Wave this issue. Will they never be seen again? Uh, Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> not in the five years later timeline. That's yes. And do we take a drink for a dead Legion villain, given that Infinite Man is also gone? Why not? Let's sure, take a drink for Infinite Man. And, and an excuse to take a drink? Sure. On this podcast, <laughs> why not? And our, our um, next issue blurb reads, End of an Era, continues in Legion is 18 and Valor 23. Sweet. Wow. Brings us home. It does. Polly, you're back. That is excellent. I um, Now, I, I note, Darren, that at the beginning, um, and people will hear it at the end of uh, the episode, <laughs> Um <laughs> There was a little gaffe with the uh, with the intro, um, 
But that's all good, you know. Was, well, I uh, was worried about the moose stampede you had in your house. Oh, I was very yes, concerned. yes, good. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I I was distracted with more important things, Mr. French. You know, I, I, I understand. I, you know, I, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned I American. Understand. You know what? It's all. It's Darren. It it is all in the past. Uh, the past. <laughs> you segued me. Oh no, my arm. What's happening to my arm? Paul, you haven't done your introduction yet. How can you be doing a segue? Like, come on, there's time shenanigans going on here. <laughs> and uh, and it leaves me to wondering, Michael, is there anything that happened this week in Legion history? Well, there is, actually. Um, <laughs> what luck. What you luck. Say. Yes. Uh, we also have the, uh, the class of 1986 to yes. talk about. Uh, class of 1985 was uh, Quizlet in a close one, 14 to 12 over Telus. Oh. Uh, for 1986, we get to choose from Atmos, Booster Gold, Caress, and Flare of uh, uh, of the Emerald Empress's new Fatal Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Labyrinth, which replaced Tacron Galtos, which was destroyed during Crisis. Starfinger 2. Starfinger! Number two. Uh, Warden Sokwin of Labyrinth. And uh, Zera, X-E-R-A. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, who gets the win on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, As for going even further back in Legion history... Well... uh, Go all the way back to 1962, which was 60 years ago, uh, in Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 63. Uh, four Kandorian criminals escaped from the city bottle. But Jimmy Olsen, visiting in the Fortress of Solitude, uses a red kryptonite ray on them and gives the four of them outlandish appearing heads. Oh, Later, oh the no. Four, yeah, I hate when that happens. Uh, later, the four Kandorians are captured by members of the Legion of Supervillains. I'm sorry, I just heard something about Jimmy Olsen giving someone head. Um, uh, out, no, sir, outlandish head. Which oh, is, you know, wow. You have to pay extra for that, I'm sorry. A horse <laughs> of a different color. <laughs> oh, oh, totally, totally. Outlandish appearing heads. Oh, uh, oh sorry. Why did you have Something to wrong with the these correct <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, the four Kandorians <laughs> by members of the Legion of Supervillains who mm. imitate them as a part of a plot to free the Phantom Zone villains. But Jimmy, Supergirl, and the Superman robots capture them instead. And this is the uh, first appearance of Chameleon Chief and Sun Emperor of the oh, Legion of yo. Supervillains. And we covered this issue in uh, episode 537. 45 years ago, and I can't believe it's that long because I remember buying it. Uh, <laughs> 1977, <laughs> Justice League of America, number 147. Ah, yes. Society members are visiting the JLA when a giant magical hand plucks five members from each team out of the satellite and into the year 2977, where they become pawns of Mordrew. Mordrew has recently captured five legionnaires and he holds them hostage 
until their comrades have secured for him the three mystic artifacts necessary to free the ancient demons, Abnegazar, Wrath, and Ghast. Mordru then uses the objects to awaken the three demons, but the evil trio turns on him and overpowers him. And this was episode 502. Uh, also, 1977, limited collector's edition, number C52. Uh, this was a big tabloid issue that reprinted uh, uh, a whole bunch of stories. This one was Superman 156. Superman is infect apparently infected by Kryptonian Virus X and thinks he's going to die. So he starts on his bucket list. When he becomes too weak, <laughs> Supergirl leads the visiting Legion in tackling some of the tasks. But from the Phantom Zone, Monel, who is not pissed at uh, oh. Superman, not uh, not getting him out of the Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. Monel tells Saturn Girl that Superman isn't really suffering from Virus X. It's just a chunk of green kryptonite that got lodged in Jimmy Olsen's camera. Hate when that happens. Oh, that stinks. That really stinks. Uh, 35 years ago, 1987, Legion, Volume 3, Number 39. Science police officer Gigi Cusimano thinks back to her early days as a cadet in the science police when she used to date fellow cadet Gim Allen, the man who would become Colossal Boy. She thinks about how they broke up when he went on to join the Legion and how it was the right choice for both of them. Now Gigi decides she must turn down a date with Sunboy and possibly a relationship so that she could accept something more important to her, the ranking of chief. And that was episode 388. 25 years ago, 1997, Legionnaires number 52, Shrinking Violet, has had a tough time of it lately. Unfortunately, there's still more trouble ahead when a mysterious transformation overcomes her. Uh, Look for this one in mid-2025. 15 years ago, 2007, there was a reprint collection called The Amazing Transformations of Jimmy Olsen. And this shows Jimmy as the human skyscraper, elastic lad, big brain, a human flamethrower, a human octopus, a genie, a wolf man, a fat man, giant turtle man, the human porcupine, a bizarro, and a chameleon head. Uh, That's a lot. That's a lot to take in right there. That's a lot. Yes. Uh, It includes uh, Jimmy Olsen number 72, the world of doomed Olsons, where Jimmy is taken to an alien world where he meets all those other versions of himself. But haha, it's just a prank by Superman and the Legion hazing Mm -hmm. him on his initiation as an honorary Legionnaire. And that that was back in episode 22. Ten years ago, 2012, Star Trek... Legion of Superheroes uh, hardcover collection, collecting the six-issue miniseries and all the variant covers in which the pre-five years later Legion meets Captain Kirk and the crew of the Enterprise. And you covered that in episodes 162 and 186, uh, back in the olden days when you did three issues per episode. (laughs) Yeah, those days are behind us. Uh, 965 years from now, in the year 2987, in the post-crisis timeline, Superboy appears in the 30th century and meets the Legionnaires, who have never seen him before. Their history has no record that Superman was ever Superboy. 
Uh, but Superboy is admitted to the Legion. Uh, 970 years from now in 2992, in the five-year gap of the five years later timeline, the Legion disbands. Members at this time are Calamity King, Colossal Boy, Fire Lad, Nightwind, Polar Boy, Stone Boy, Storm Boy, and Vizilad. Most join the Underground Resistance, and on that same day, uh, Mordrew is coronated Supreme Teacher of Tharn, the new Sorcerer's World. And that's what we have on this week in Legion history. Wow. That's wow. a lot going on. Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff. Well, <laughs> that is delightful. And speaking of, uh, of uh, history and stuff, I want to give a shout out to our friend Peter Rios, who Yay! is... Uh, Celebrating 10 years of the Daily Rios. Wow. That's a long time to listen to him every day. Yeah, that's I mean, like, that's Daily... Like more than, that's more should than we get, should, we, should we get alimony? Or yeah, what? Da- da- daily is kind of a misnomer. <laughs> um, you, you know, for a while it was. it would, And it would be like mm-hmm. s- just a short little bit. Yep. Um, and, uh, but, but like... Um, you know, the next day would have been a, like a blog post or something. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't always um, uh, purely uh, a podcast. But uh, but anyway, I uh, just wanted to uh, to give a shout out to uh, to Peter Indeed. for that. Uh, he we, was we certainly tease because we love him. We tease because we love. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I did want to uh, to point that out. And um, well, you guys already did, you know, Legion News and stuff at the beginning. So I get to I get to listen to that later on. Because that's, um, that's where it goes, Paul, in the in the way we set up the show. You know, it, the it does. It does. We well, don't know who you are today, though. You haven't given yourself a name yet today. Oh, I I am. Um, it's a Nook kid. No. No, it is. Uh, I'm trying to think of <laughs> of one with less profanity in it. Um, oh, mm, yeah. Pardon. Yeah, it, I am a room emptying kid. Uh, we wow. are. Uh, Getting floors done, and uh, so you know <laughs> that's what she said. I know everything needs to come out of everywhere, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just said <laughs> to Jan, it's like you better like these floors because I uh, we're never doing this again, <laughs> <laughs> never. And um, I mean, you know, we got uh, 12 years out of the last lot, so I, I can't, I can't really complain. And uh, but yeah, and it's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna look great after all this. I mean, it, it's gonna have to because, oh, it has been uh, a few days of of it, and uh, and today was just uh, pretty, you know, pretty intense at tearing apart the office, uh, which seems massive now without all the stuff in it, and. Um, uh, which is where I would normally be recording, and uh, so um, yeah, that's where that's where we've been at. It I has been. I, I did that with my floor two years ago after uh, twenty years of. I remember. <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah. long boxes, Michael. Yes, yeah, so was, many long boxes. Uh, I had forty-five to move, um, and then I had stacks and stacks of comics that were not in boxes. I bought 20 empty boxes, filled those up, and I still need about 10 more. Wow. Yeah, mm. I 
I'm right now in just about the only room uh, that is retaining its original flooring. Um, mm. uh, or I say its original flooring, the flooring it got when we moved in here a dozen years ago. Um, but um, yeah, the rest of the rooms, I mean, this one looks like hell right now because guess where a lot of that stuff went. <laughs> 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 and uh, And I still have a little bit more to do, but, you know, Jan went up to bed and I thought, well... You know, I can do this now and miss be and miss uh, joining the guys on the show, or I can actually uh, uh, just take a little break. And um, so I'm going to be right back to it after this. Oof. The man cave is the storage tesseract now for your house, basically. It's <laughs> basic. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> I, I wish it had a lot of those tesseract uh, properties. Let me tell I you. I know, right? Like bigger on the inside, for instance. Yes. Yeah. Helpful. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that. That's my uh, end of the episode intro. Good way to finish after a bumpy start. Mm-hmm. It was very bumpy, but it should be kept for posterity because it is hilarious. Oh, it's uh, it's going to be played at the end. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, uh, folks, you. Uh, you too may uh, may have some uh, um, uh, you know questions about whether this was 316 or 716. I don't mm. know. Uh, you may also have um, um, new toasts for de- for dead legionnaires, and we may still have some time to do some of that. Oh, we got plenty more legionnaires to kill off. Plenty more. So uh, that's uh, true. Yeah. There's a, let us it know. It is a legion, your, after all. Indeed. It, let us know your toast for uh, dead legionnaires, and you can send those to us at legionofsubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. We thank Brent for joining us today and for giving Indeed. us the, uh, the read. And um, we will see you all next week. I am get the intro wrong, lad. listening to episode 316 of legion of substitute podcasters infinite possibilities welcome everybody welcome to legion of substitute podcasters hi i'm your host tonight darren what's going on everybody howdy howdy to all of you didn't i say 716 i'm pretty sure i said 716 no you said 316 i said three What's four hundred seven sixteen? Let's try that again. It's the first one of these I've done in like ever, so give me a break. Uh, three sixteen. Okay, three sixteen was uh, history of the DC universe number one. All right, we're in, keeping we're keeping this blooper in because that's just funny. Back in twenty fourteen. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Go back and Hi, everybody. I know.